Welcome to Technovation, a weekly conversation with people who are shaping the technology landscape. I'm Peter High, president of MetaStrategy, advisor to technology executives, Forbes columnist, book author, and your host. Each episode of Technovation features insights from top executives and thought leaders at the intersection of business, technology, and innovation. If you like what you hear, we'd be grateful if you give us a rating on iTunes or through whatever other source you use for podcasts. And please subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Thank you. My guest today is Jamie Head. Jamie is the Chief Digital and Technology Officer of Ocean Spray Cranberries, the agricultural cooperative with $2 billion in revenue annually. In this role, Jamie oversees the company's technology division with an emphasis on digitally transforming the operation. Prior to joining Ocean Spray, Jamie held Divisional Chief Information Officer roles at GSK and at Mars. In this interview, we discuss Jamie's purview as Chief Digital and Technology Officer and Ocean Spray's five-year plan to transform from a cranberry business to a health and wellness business. We also discuss the company's innovation plan, the digital hub his team is building, and the company's relationship with the farmers who grow the cranberries. Before we get to our interview, I wanted to introduce you to our sponsor, Zoho, and the company's president, Timothy Casby. Prior to taking on his current role, he was the chief information officer of a number of companies, including Reliance Industries, Sears, Intrexon, and the Warehouse Group. He's now at Zoho, a most unusual enterprise software company, and wanted to share some perspectives from it. Timothy, take it away. Glacier Key notes that tools don't get interesting until they become technologically boring. The most powerful tools are the ones that are so pervasive that they are nearly invisible. That's when their true potential is revealed. Making technology so easy and pervasive that it is nearly invisible should be the goal of every CIO. It simply means employees are able to do their work without even knowing that they're using technology to do it. And that's been our goal at Zoho Workplace. We launched our first workplace app 15 years ago, and now Workplace has converged as a unified suite of nine apps, a platform for unified communication, team collaboration, and productivity. It acts as a virtual workplace, helping employees to meet online, communicate, collaborate together, and get work done, even from remote offices around the world. After a lot of experiments, we settled for a price that starts at $3 per user per month for the entire workplace suite. The workplace apps are available a la carte too, with plans as budget-friendly as $1 per user per month. Two years since doing this change, Zoho Workplace has grown 200% by revenue and 125% in new customer acquisition. Maybe we just found a way to make Workplace so easy and pervasive that it is now nearly invisible to users in the enterprise. Learn more about our productivity suite at zoho.com slash workplace. Thanks, Timothy. And now on to the interview. Jamie Head, welcome to Technovation. It's great to great to speak with you today. Great to be here. Thanks for having me, Peter. Of course. Well, Jamie, I thought we would begin with your current role. You are the Chief Digital and Technology Officer of Ocean Spray Cranberries. Maybe you could take a moment and uh, talk a bit about what your purview is with those two different aspects uh, of your title. Yeah, thank you. So, so I'm here at Ocean Spray, uh, a well-known household brand. Uh, obviously, we have cranberry juice, food, and snacks, uh, a cooperative model. So uh, we have seven over 700 um, farmer families out there that own and, and run our cooperative. Um, my specific role, um, it, it's expanded beyond just the classic CIO role, CIO role that I, I joined on. And then, um, yes, running IT end-to-end. Uh, but then also managed services and um, the digital component for us at the moment has been focusing on digital marketing. So 
um, really focusing on the consumer, getting close to the consumer and building out the marketing technology and the team um, to grow uh, that side of the business as well. And you began as chief information officer. Uh, you you uh, began your time, I should say, at Ocean Spray in July of 2018 as the CIO and for roughly two years held that title. Uh, and then it was in early 2019 that you took on this new set of responsibilities. Um, are the the new uh, and, and less um, less common aspects of your purview that you just described, was it emblematic of that growth that your title changed? It was, um, yeah, a combination of things. I think, look, we, we took a really good view strategically of our business, and we have a, a five-year plan to transform uh, from just a cranberry business to a health and wellness business. And, and part of that strategy has to be linked directly to technology and, and what can technology do to help drive the plan. So um, as part of that, we looked at classic IT initially and then said, look, we need to get close to our consumers. Um, you, you're in your CPG space. How do you drive things like um, uh, D2C, e-commerce, um, media in the digital world? And what is the technology that underpins all of that to make sure you're not being wasteful and you're investing in the right things in the right areas um, and you're doing it with maximum value? So uh, we saw a need to bring it more in-house outside of agency um, to build up that that digital hub team that I'm talking to to help drive that part of the business forward. So that's what we, we did there. That's excellent. And so um, you've already begun to allude to the organization that you found roughly two years ago when you joined. Um, talk a bit about what you saw as kind of the opportunities. You mentioned a moment ago this uh, five-year plan to change the business from a, from a drinks company to something more. Uh, and maybe you could talk a bit about the planning you've been undertaking to make sure that the, the, the digital and technology landscape is supporting that vision appropriately. Absolutely. So, I mean, it was a great opportunity. You've got this iconic 90 years young uh, cooperative and um, you're in that sort of um, privileged role to say, OK, how do we shape the organization and set it up for success over the next five, 10 years so we can make sure the, the farmer generations to come will have a, a very good, solid business to, to um, work for in, in the cooperative. So the, the plan, as I mentioned before, on the business side is to you know, double the innovation half the time. How do we get more innovation out the door beyond just cranberries and um, drive, drive the portfolio diversification, get it out to the market quicker, micro markets, testing, learn, see what sticks and then grow. And then if you think about how do we do that as a business, then there's things, okay, inside the organization, what are the processes to support that? So if our new product development is, say, a 12-month cycle, how do we reduce that uh, so we can keep up with the speed of innovation? And um, technology plays a large part in that. How do you make sure you have all your product data right? How do you make sure that the, from birth, to shelf, you, you streamline that process as much as possible and using technology to make sure people um, know exactly where they are on this stage and what to input. So that's one example of where technology has a, has a key role to, to get a faster organization and, and go to market quicker. Um, and then there's other, other areas of the business where we say, look, we haven't invested in technology for, for so many years. Um, it's just ripe to leapfrog to a modern tech stack. So 
we've gone from very old legacy systems straight into SaaS platforms and shifted our complete so IT model over to SaaS platforms. So whether it's an HR platform, trade spend management platform, et cetera, as you go through the portfolio, we've architected a business now which is pretty much cloud and SaaS ready and uh, got the integration points uh, or strategy right so we can take advantage of it down the line. So uh, building up a hopefully a future-proofed organization as well. I really like that. So set it up for future success and, and uh, not have to constantly reinvent itself based upon antiquated technologies or the aging of technology. Um, you've been a CIO multiple times over at uh, companies like Mars and GSK prior to your current post at Ocean Spray. Mm. And so you would certainly know that the um, taking on digital marketing is not always uh, within the purview and set of responsibilities of, of, of the technology leader. Uh, kudos to you that 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 um, both you and the company saw fit to include this as part of your portfolio. Mm. Talk a bit about that uh, that migration into those sets of responsibilities. I, I think it makes so much sense to keep it in the hands of the person who is ultimately responsible for digital innovation, uh, as digital marketing uh, obviously is a is a discipline that that uh, as the name suggests has a heavy dose of digital innovation associated with it. But, uh, but as I say, it's not, it's not the normal purview of, of innovation or digital leaders. Um, talk, yeah. talk a little bit about that, if you would. Yeah, it is, um, it's an interesting model and uh, one that's working very well for us. And I think it comes down, first of all, to your culture of collaboration and, and how you work between functions, regardless of where it sits. So if you have really strong uh, relationships with, with your marketing VPs, et cetera, say, look, we're creating this digital hub. It's not just going to serve marketing. It needs to serve corporate affairs. It needs to serve sales from an e-com point of view and content. It needs to serve Ocean Spray corporate from a web presence point of view, et cetera. So you have sort of five, four to five internal customers that a digital hub model can serve. And when you look at it from that lens and say, well, okay, there's a lot of technology in there. There's a lot of content reuse. There's a lot of um, data reuse that we could apply. Um, logically, it makes sense that you can see it from a technology point of view, but how do you then leverage that uh, into the business needs? Now, the the bit that's always challenging is I'm not a marketing guy. I mean, I have a marketing qualification. That's where I started when I was 20, but a lot's happened since then. Um, so it's about how do you keep close enough um, to the marketing to understand that marketing owns strategy. They own the brand, the, the campaigns, the objectives. The digital hub just will then own the execution of it and uh, making sure we're executing and being really efficient with media uh, and then using the data that we get back to help say, okay, how do we challenge internally back to marketing? So look, this isn't working in this channel reapply it to this channel you'll, you'll improve your your ROAS or your reach etc and, and work it through that way so um, I think for me um, you have to sort of say look I'm not a marketing specialist but I know enough um, to ensure that directionally I'm giving the team good judgment and uh, and then at the end of the day it's about having a good team and I have an awesome team mixed of uh, internal talent and, and some from agency world as well to help um, keep us uh, it going in the right direction. So I uh, hope that answers the question. 
Indeed it does. Yeah, thank you for that overview. I also wanted to ask you, you referenced, uh, importantly, of course, your relationship with uh, the farmers who create the products um, and have done so for 90 years, as you mentioned. And I know that technology plays a role in making sure that they are more more successful in terms of their yields and uh, more productive. Um, and I wonder if you could just take a moment and provide some insights as to how the organization supports that. Yeah, that's... Um I mean, it's such a great story. I didn't, when I first started Ocean Sprout, I thought, oh, look, this is a fantastic um, um, vertically integrated company and it has the fruits there and we, we take it to the factories and make the juice. And, but when you dive into the details of, of how does a farm be 100% sustainable and um, what, what technology are they doing to help achieve that certification, uh, it's, it's pretty fantastic in today's world of, of transparency in the supply chain. So, Yes, in the local farms, they're using smart irrigation systems, smart soil moisture detectors, etc., to help make sure they get the right yield. But then they also use nature. So they, one of the biggest things they invest in is bees. Um, and they, um, uh, they invest in bees to, to pollinate the flower of the cranberry. Um, and um, how do we make sure um, we uh, can sustain the model is basically we buy all the fruit uh, that they can produce, and then we have to sell it on the market, whether it's in food services or, or through um, international B2B uh, or, or our, our core product in, uh, that we, we offer. So um, we, we help the farmers in another way, obviously get the demand going, make sure we're growing the business healthily and they get the earnings back as our shareholders. Um, but also how, how can we aggregate all of the information from the farms to ensure we can apply best practice across the landscape to help them collectively um, be better farmers by, by sharing the learnings across the community. That's great. Um, I also wanted to ask you, uh, you, you are in the process, as just as you've, you've modernized a lot of technology, you've also thought about kind of building a set of partnerships or a broader ecosystem to deliver all that you've described so far. Talk a little bit about the way in which you think about doing that. Uh, you know, a modern technology uh, organization, digital organization needs to harness the brain power and insights and ultimately the work in many cases of, of a variety of different partners. Um, how, yeah. how, how do you think about assembling that? Yeah, that's, that's a key for, for any CIO these days of, of how do you leverage your, your external ecosystem of partners. And, as you mentioned, I've come from very large companies and now a midsize, and it's true for both both shapes, but probably even more so for midsize companies of who are your external thought leaders and um, who have been there, done that across industry to help accelerate your plans. And strategic partnership is so important to, um, to do these days, so you are maximizing your investment with them. So we've chosen two to three strategic partners um, to help us on our journey, whether it's core infrastructure, managed services, or more the digital data savvy companies um, that can help us accelerate our, our plans um, around that. And the the future trend on how you construct contracts, um, the traditional way of SOWs going through that whole process, RFPs, yes, it's still important, but if you build a solid relationship and go, look, it's beyond a contract. What is the mutual benefit that we can drive together? 
and just work on it together with the engineering teams. And um, you find that creates its own energy beyond a contract. And uh, that's when you're in that sweet spot of uh, a, a really, you know, it's going to endure and help drive drive both businesses. So that's what I'm looking for. And talk a little bit about, um, as you look to the future and as you contemplate the five-year plan that you're acting against, what are some of the trends that particularly excite you? Are there are, are there some that are rising and making their way onto your roadmap that, uh, that, that you care to share? Yeah, it's, um, it is interesting. I mean, health and wellness is a, a massive space at the moment, certainly with COVID um, among us, you know, and we're thankful for all of our, our frontline workers out there. But we're all reflecting ourselves, you know, as individuals, of how we, can we be health and, 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 and well throughout our lives. And um, when we look at our portfolio, we think, yes, look, what can we do as a, um, you know, an owner of this super fruit? Um, what can we drive into our portfolio to help people on the health and wellness journey? So that's a really exciting space to explore. Um, and then from sort of the go-to-markets, areas that we're looking at it's yes it's the it's how do you drive d to c is that going to stick post covid at the levels we're seeing how do you drive e-commerce but how do you build that digital experience that goes beyond a product uh have the relevant content um and have the relevant connections with your consumers to have a continual uh conversation with them and um that's going to be uh the key thing for for many cpgs is how do you tap into that and leverage your consumers uh, beyond just the influences of this world and, and, and get the uh, the product offering right for them. And are there any products uh, that particularly excite you these days? What are you what are you drinking uh, at the moment? Uh, what, yeah. what's, what's your beverage of choice? Yeah, thanks for that. I'll plug our, our new product. So Atoka Wellness, it's, uh, it's a herbal tea tonic, maybe because I'm British, I like the tea connotation, but um, they're, they're out there now on atokawellness.com and uh, it's a fantastic uh, you know, health shot I can take, uh, or the tonic if I, if I wish, but, um, uh, I love that. And my, my two year old son is, um, guzzling it down as well. So uh, <laughs> it's a family affair. It is. Yeah. Excellent. Well, Jamie had, thank you so much for joining me on Technovation today, sharing a bit about your journey. Uh, and it, it's been a great conversation. A pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning in. Please join me on Thursday when my guest will be John Chambers, the former chief executive officer of Cisco.